Oh, it's real hot. It's not that hot. It's pretty hot. You're fucking Indian. <laughs> this is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Tonight we're putting Bernie Sanders to bed with chicken wings and Longanitas IPAs. I'm staying up with him. <laughs> no, you're not. It's good. Lagunitas. <laughs> By the way, that would have been the worst commercial. <laughs> yes. Nobody, if that was like the commercial Lagunitas, nobody yeah. buys it. I know. Oh, yeah, good. Apologies to Montauk. Lagunitas. Oh, dude. I know. That's actually, what's the rules on that, by the way? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I mean, they only sent us I fe- two I, six packs. True, true. I don't, it's not full defection. No. I mean, you're allowed to try different things. Come on. And that's kind of our default beer anyway, brand. But yeah. You know. It just showed up in my bodega this week. Did it? Yep. Bought a full case. Oh, on that side? Yeah. Down. down. You know that that's because yeah. of me. Is it? Yeah. You're spreading. They're spreading? on court street okay. because of yours truly. I hope they're listening. I should get a little piece of this. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I got them in two stores on this street? Yeah. Yeah. And what bodega are you I'm on the one in Nelson and Court. Poor Longanitas right now. <laughs> we're just talking about I the know. good times. I know. I know. With the other beer. <laughs> It's terrible. By the way, we're never getting money from that. <laughs> never, never. We're never. drinking Lagunitas. So wait, there's yeah. Montauk we, beer. We, 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my god! All right, what are we doing? All right, all right. So let's just get it over with. There's a lot. There's a lot this week. Um, Start with Bernie. I always want to talk just sort of election news. So obviously, there's. Well, maybe it's not that obvious, but Hillary Clinton has clinched the nomination. <laughs> um, and she's. She did very well in, in New Jersey. She did really well. It was like 65% to 35. Um, but she did. Is that shocking? What? That's not shocking. It's not shocking, but Chris it's, Christie it's, is their it's, governor. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that, that's, that's the thing is that if you have a state that elects Chris Christie, then Clinton is more likely than yeah, Bernie. Definitely. Um, but that said, still, um, that is a, you know, it, you know, basically two thirds. Uh, he got smoked. It's kind of like what happened in New York, man. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, but New York, you thought he maybe had a chance. No one ever thought he had a chance. Yeah, that's true. That's true. In, I think a lot of Bernie supporters are disappointed with California, but actually I wasn't. Um, it was 54 to 46 that, you know, that it breaks down actually to 1.9 million votes for Hillary and 1.4 million for Bernie. It doesn't sound like that much. Yeah. 260 delegates she gets, he gets 209. Right. You know, so that's a pretty big take still, you know, I mean, so it's still sort of significant. Um, But in the end, it's just not enough. You know, it's just not enough. He doesn't have, he doesn't have the pledge delegates and he certainly doesn't have enough uh, super delegates. So, so it's over yet. He's not said that. (laughs) Right. So um, I'm wondering what, 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 there's a couple of questions that I have is that one is that what do you think is the rationale for him not sort of conceding right away? And people have already talked about, well, Hillary didn't concede right, right away after yeah. the last, um, and there is still Washington DC next week. Um, so it's not quite over. Yeah. Um, but she'll probably take that anyway. Uh, yeah, and it's, in, it's insignificant anyway. Um, but what do you think is the rationale is why he's, he's saying we're going to fight on until Philadelphia. I think he's bored, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's he's old, you know. That's what old people do. Right, they go right. crazy. This is his last hurrah. Um, yeah. I think it's because he's he's made a commitment to to let everyone who supported him have a say. Mm-hmm. And if he drops out before the last round of primaries, it's kind of him breaking a promise to a movement that's kind of going against what the establishment is. So mm-hmm. to 
as soon as you as soon as you on paper lose, even though I guess there's still a weird way he could win, uh, to drop out would be start playing by the establishment rules that you're trying to get rid of. So he's got to stay in well, just because that's the point of the whole movement, right? Is to like let these people keep having a voice until they can't or till it changes. Right. I mean, I think one way to think about it, By the is, way, I just told and you could just say you're right. We're moving on. <laughs> I don't think I, you could do better. Than I, that. okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to one up you. Um, so, <laughs> um, Shit. one, one thing I would say is that given that he's presented himself as a non-establishment candidate, you can't get more establishment than trying to win an electoral race, right? So that, you know, staying in the race is a very sort of quote unquote establishment thing to do. You know, the question for Bernie Sanders and his millions of supporters is what to do next. One thing that could be done is to say, okay, I'm going to buy out, buy out of this race, right. but I'm going to sort of consolidate my power to have a sort of very unified voice that is not going to be sort of attacked when we get to the convention, but respected for their demands when we get to the convention, right. that we have a strong backing. So rather than sort of still sort of pouring money into this sort of pseudo horse race, which is basically over, um, that to sort of, I don't know, maybe maybe to sort of really think about sort of consolidating what he already has. Um, and who knows what that could be, you know, in the future. You know, you know, there's been, you know, we used to have the Whig Party, right? They went away because of the Republicans, right? So, so you know, there's... there's the Whig it, Party? Yeah, the Whigs. Like Whig? Uh, yeah, Whigs. Did know, they wear Whigs? The British, British uh, it's from... from uh, you know, it was a British party, but, but uh, became an American party. Republicans took them over during the Civil War, right? So, so I mean, Did there's there been wigs? party changes. Um, I mean, everybody wore wigs back in the 18th century and early 19th century. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so why were they the wig party? But <laughs> doesn't make any sense. All, every, everyone wore wigs. You're going down a road we don't need to. Um, <laughs> the, the the point is is that what I'm suggesting is that what might be even more anti-establishment is to consolidate power and to fold it into a, the possibility of a new party. Um, next year, right? That that sort of going down the line, yeah. rather rather than sort of, I don't know. I think it's kind of beating a dead horse, yeah. right? You know, so that that's that's what I would say. I, I I say actually fighting on until Philadelphia in this way is the most establishment thing you can possibly do. Hmm. Um, okay, switching switching uh, topics though, but but you know. R.I.P. the Sanders campaign, in my view. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it, coming from us hope, too. Yeah, no. I, hopefully, it will be resurrected in a new way. That's my hope. By right? the way, that it's not fully dead. What if? Um, what if now, like people that are listening, skyrocket because we can no longer sit here and just talk about how much we love Bernie. <laughs> I know, I know. I think it's been hurting us. Actually. <laughs> Our Bernie obsession. I actually think it's been hurting. It's us. possible. It's possible. <laughs> it's certainly possible. Other other thing that I want to talk about is that you know not a week can go by without Donald Trump news. So you've heard about the whole um, Trump on uh, Trump University thing and the judge yeah. that he's basically yeah. questioned because of his quote unquote Mexican identity. Yeah. Um, even though the guy was born in Indiana, yeah, um, the Indiana Mexican. Yeah, yeah judge. exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, Crazy. He's There's also sticking with he's, it, man. He's also mentioned that um, Muslim judges yeah. um, could not judge yeah. him fairly. Um, so, what do you think about these statements? Right. I mean, I they're just sort of abjectly racist, right? I mean, they're yeah. just, just sort of, if you say that somebody cannot, and it's kind of what actually Paul Ryan came out and said it. He said, if you say <laughs> that somebody can't do their job because of their background, that's yeah. the definition. That's he said that's the textbook definition of racism. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, some of some of the I think Republicans this is, are walking this away. This is from the him. one time I've seen him say something that like everybody's kind of like, okay, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he made fun of disabled people. Mm-hmm. He's been racist before, but mm-hmm. like I don't think his racism had a specific face like it does right now. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, this judge who's born here. Yeah. Now everyone like there's one person we're talking about. We're not talking about a big religion or a race where people can't like look at it. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is a person now, and you finally for the first time see Republicans starting to be like, oh fuck. Right. Right. <laughs> this guy's getting crazy. Here's a, you know, it's a weird thing is that so the the focus on background actually comes from the left wing, um, and it's being turned around. Kind of. Mean, I don't so, know what you're talking. So. About. You know, last time we talked about um, uh, political correctness on college campuses and stuff like that, yeah. and sort of which emerged in the '60s with the rise of identity politics. Right? right. That that I'm, you know, I'm this hyphenated background, and I want to see my say, my history or my literature represented, and so on. Um, so there was basically this call for sort of cultural recognition and recognition of difference and specificity. Um, and the sort of flip side of that is that, okay, if there is this sort of difference and everybody's really situated and sees the world in their own specific ways, um, then Trump is basically saying that, oh, well, because he's got this particular identity, um, he can't judge in a sort of universal way. It's a very yeah. particular way, right? So it's like this weird uh, kind of ingenious sort of jujitsu <laughs> that he's yeah. doing. He's, like, he's taking the sort of left-wing... Um, Sort of movement yeah. to recognize difference in America, and saying that because people are sort of proud of their difference, that then um, it might well complicate how they do jobs, which are supposed right, to right. be sort of just you know even keeled and not yeah. particular and so on. Right? That's the that's that's the weird thing that that that's you know he's he's done it with political correctness too, right? I mean, that was the same sort of movement, which is left wing. He's turning around and and basically saying that, oh, political correctness is the problem. Right. Right. It's the the problem of America. And that's why people love me because I'm not politically (laughs) correct. Right. So this was a step too far. It was a step too far. Man. Is it a step too far because Republican, the Republican establishment has come out against it or. No, it's a step too far because the guy wasn't born in Mexico. You know, I think I think he just was speaking so you know, from the gut and, and just on this, the more outraged I can get, the more, the, the more people like me, but, but his comment is just, it's undefendable. Mm-hmm. There's no other side to this. Everything else he says, you can find a lot of people that are like, yeah, we should build a wall. You can find a ton of people mm-hmm. that are like, yeah, Muslims want to, every Muslim wants to kill us, but you can't find a ton of people that think a judge born here you know, has something against Donald Trump because of some his border issues because he's Mexican. He's born here, which makes him just look stupid. Except for lots of Donald Trump supporters. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not abstract. A lot of people have come out and defended him as well. But I mean, not not the upper echelons. But, yeah, but Ahmed, he made fun of a disabled guy, and still, no, you know, not a whole lot of people came out. To totally condemn him. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple media sources and obviously mm-hmm. people that already hate him. But this is the first time that, like, even Paul Ryan is like, even though Paul Ryan is like, yeah, I'm still supporting him, but what he said is pretty fucking racist. Right. Like, he got called out by a lot of people, including 
you know, the Speaker of the House who was trying it, to stay out of this. Isn't that amazing that, it took that the Speaker of the House comes out and says, this is a patently racist statement. By the way, I'm voting Trump. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I don't know. That's... Uh, that's a turn. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's a change in, in what's, what's possible to I'm say. I'm with racist. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. All right. I'm going to have another wing. Yeah, do it. Do you like those wings? They're good. They're good. That sauce is hot, though. It's really not hot, mm-hmm. dude. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got something in it. What's your favorite kind of wing? Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. From yeah. where do you get them? Um, wing Bar. Oh, yeah. Ron Smith. Wing Bar. That's we, awesome. We can definitely get a uh, sponsor from them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think one of the guys listens to our podcast. No way. Are they your favorite wings in the world? They are. Me, too. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> they're the best wing bar ever. Guys. Yeah. I wish we were eating those instead of these. Yeah. Don't you? I heard of a great band called the Darties, too. Great band. Yeah. All right. What's our second topic? Okay. What are we in? Second or third? Second. Second. Damn. So that was a kind of a two for just, you know, election stuff. I know. There's nothing really to argue um, about in that. Yeah. Little, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like yeah. It's sad. just sort of discussion, right? Okay. Um, Let's fight about something. <laughs> All right. I want to bring up. Um, it's cause of, gee, it's because I kicked his ass so bad with that argument last week with the gorilla yeah right i kicked your ass oh you know what i forgot to say you so bad i gotta apologize oh i've got to make a formal apology hold on yes you you should be ashamed i I I am i should reach over there and slap wait 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 but here's my my no make my my okay so you didn't even apologize okay i apologize for For? misquoting goodfellas where i said Gross. That Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying it. to, but let me apologize. No, I'm just letting that you know what in, everyone's doing. Okay, I know, I know. They're throwing up in their mouth a little bit. Um, okay, so I said when we were talking about steak, and I said that Trump has well done steaks, and then I said I quoted Goodfellas, oh. misquoted Goodfellas, saying that it was, oh, how do you like your steak? Well done. Oh, an aristocrat is actually medium rare. Yeah. And thank you to our listener who pointed that out. Um, and this is my point is that why didn't you point that out? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Yeah, I right. didn't even want to be part of you it. You agreed with me and laughed no, along. So no. you know what? You know, I, I don't believe I you. I thought you were joking. Yeah, right. Yeah. You were right. serious. Okay. Okay. My grandmother called. She was furious. <laughs> my fa- no, my whole family's not talking right. right now because of this. Right. Right. <laughs> Couple fist fights. Yeah. Everything. They're like, where are the shovels? Yeah. Yeah. You're you, you, you dropped so many notches in our family. I know because it's, of that. It's tragic. You should be ashamed. It's of tragic. Okay. You should get back to politics. I know. Speaking of another tragedy, um, the Indian Prime Minister Modi is here um, in America. It's his third visit. Wait, um, we like that guy. Okay, I want to talk a little. I want to ask <laughs> a little bit about um, Narendra Modi. Um, so he's. This is his third visit with Obama. Third summit. They're homies. Um, yeah, I mean, he's only been in power for two years. Uh, Modi got in power in 2014. That's three, and he's already had a state dinner as well. Um, he had. I mean, he was here about a year and a half ago. Yeah, New York, Madison Square Garden. There's like a light show. I mean, there's like this insane yeah. sort of fanfare around him. Um, he did the whole Silicon Valley tour and so on. So this meeting is about a few things. I just want to talk about some of the things that they're doing. Um, they are launching an annual U.S.-India strategic dialogue. 
um, which is basically going to be an annual meeting now between America and India to talk about basically military strategy yeah. and geostrategy. All right. Basically, it's cementing of an alliance. Um, one sort of symptom of that or sort of tip off that that is happening is that a decade ago, American defense sales to India uh, amounted to $300 million. Today, they're at $14 billion. Um, so that's, that's a, a huge, lot of weapons. huge shift. Yep. Um, that's and there's weapons with something? Yeah, that's just, just defense stuff. That's not also that's sort incredible. of, yeah, but just regular trade and also jobs going over there and stuff like that. Um, but, and then finally, um, there's the signing of what's called the Joint Strategic Vision for the Asia Pacific and Indian Ocean regions, uh, which kind of dovetails with what we talked about last week about the sort of the Pacific and so on yeah. and America's sort of pivot there. Um, India is going to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so there's all these sort of U.S. interests right at play, and that's why Modi's here to sort of you know shake hands and 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 play nice. What do you know about Modi? Oh my God, nothing. Nothing. I know nothing about okay. this guy. Okay. So he's part um, of a political party called the BJP in India. Um, the translation of the BJP is uh, Indian People's Party. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about the background of that party um, and some of their views and just sort of have you sort of tell you about what, them tell a little you bit. Tell you when they're wrong and right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just to sort of contemplate them a little bit. All right. So... Essentially, you know, at at the moment of independence, yeah. um, which is 47, um, in the years uh, sort of leading up to that, there's two sort of wings of nationalism. Um, one is the Indian National Congress, which was led by Gandhi and Nehru and people yeah. like that, who had, in some ways, a sort of... Um, you say sort of a cosmopolitan view of citizenship, yeah. right, in India, that they're, you know, India is very diverse and therefore um, will create a sort of secular citizenship and lots of people can coexist there and so on. Um, and then you had uh, this group called the RSS, uh, whose translation is the Association of National Volunteers. And they've been around since the 30s. Um, and the RSS was founded in direct imitation of European fascist movements. They had sort of kind of like that Boy Scout gear and they marched yeah. in line and they had a sort of the militia and, Boy Scout. you know, you know, I mean, that was a part of, you know, you didn't say like army gears. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like you know, Hitler youth. I mean, they, they're like, yeah. they're like the Hitler Boy Scouts. Right. Oh. Um, so, I mean, that's, and that's like a sort of international phenomenon at that time. So they, they even did the Nazi salute. Um, their leader was a big fan of Adolf Hitler thought the Kristallnacht, the, the 38 attack on um, Austria and Austrian Jews was a great thing for the purification of the race um, and something that should be done um, in India. And in that case, it should be done against Muslims, was his view. And the RSS basically, um, oh, another sort of tidbit is that a former RSS member is the guy who killed uh, Gandhi. Mm. Um, because he thought he was a bit too uh, friendly with Muslims <laughs> and accommodating of their you know, existence right. in, in, in India. Um, the BJP is the political wing of the RSS. Um, so they emerged out of the RSS, and all the upper echelons of the BJP are also RSS members. This January, the biggest ever rally of the RSS happened um, because... Narendra Modi is their guy. Oh. Um, 
250,000 men marching in uniform. Um, you know, this whole, I mean, a very, very sort of orchestrated, choreographed, very fascist sort of spectacle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's other details. Modi, when he was the chief minister of this region of Gujarat, um, there was riots against Muslims uh, where 1,400 were burned alive, killed. Um, and he had said that Muslims need to be, quote, taught a lesson and Hindus must, quote, be allowed to vent their anger um, at Muslims. Right. Um, just this year, the police officer who he told that to was fired from the government because he divulged that information. Right. Um, and so this is the guy we're sort of glad handing, you know, sort of meeting and we've had three meetings with, um, and I have very particular views on him, but I'm wondering now that you know a bit more, <laughs> now that I know he's <laughs> part of the yeah. Hitler youth. So what, what do you, what do you think, what do you version? think about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He sounds kind of bad, <laughs> man. I wish I had more to say. Mm. I, I don't know. He sounds terrible. Well, what about our strategic interests in the region? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, he's no worse than the Saudis, I guess. Right? No, I mean, we, 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 no, the Saudis we, are the worst. We, I don't know. Yeah. They're up there. I mean, because you're, you're sitting across from me, I feel weird saying anyone's worse than the Indians. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about him? Yeah. You hate him. Yeah, I think he's a fascist. Yeah. Right? I think he's a straight-up fascist. But um, we also, we might have Trump, so... Yeah, yeah, they might get worse. along well, right? I mean, um, no, no, no. I, I think do um, fascists normally get along with each other. They can, <laughs> they're like but thing. they're but they're always in competition with one another too. Right? There always has to be this sort of you know that was the whole thing with um, Mussolini along. and Hitler. Yeah, is that sort of the student bested the teacher, and right. Mussolini didn't like that. Right. Um, so yeah, there was there was there was that sort of relationship. Um, but yeah, there there might who knows who knows yeah. right with the Trump presidency. No, I think he, I think he's just um, I think he's a kind of uh, terrible figure um, for a very diverse country. To, I mean, India is like a hopelessly diverse country. It's like 300 languages. I mean, there's just like so so many, you know, everywhere you go, there's a different type of food, different type of language, yeah. l- different looking person. And to talk about one authentic race, that should be the whole thing. And everybody else should either get on board or be purified. I mean, it's just uh, Isn't it it's interesting terrifying. that people here, like mm-hmm. especially politicians, are so we're so worried about if Trump gets in the White House. Trump, he's horrible. We can't blah blah. But then the same type of guy in other countries, we're like, ah, it's just business guys, right? You know what I mean? Like, come on over, let's have a cup of coffee, let's yeah. hang out. Like, they're not dangerous, even though it's the uh, head of India. Yeah, you know, nu- a nuclear nation. Yep, yep. They're doing. They're no one's afraid of them dropping nukes, mm-hmm. and that guy's bad. But but we're made to be so afraid of this guy here. It seems a little hypocritical to me. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, once there's all sorts. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's all sorts of politics that sort of stops at the border, and then you go across the border, and that's always the thing is that oh, you don't you don't criticize an American president when he's abroad, right. you know, because like everybody right. has to be sort of you know just yeah. sort of you know <laughs> totally um, obedient. Um, but yeah, I think that's true, right? That there's politics here, and we're allowed to fight one another. But then you go abroad and you cut deals with the devil sometimes right. um, in, Business, order, in order to advance your interests. So right? crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, you know, he's, uh, he gave a speech to Congress today, right? Joint session of Congress. That's a big deal. You know, like yeah. the last person to do that this year was Netanyahu, right? right? So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, 
that's a big stage for for a world leader to come and just sort of address the Congress. You know, you have that sort of time. Um, but he's a fascist. Okay, <laughs> I got a question for you. You have to pick Netanyahu, mm-hmm. Trump, or your boy from India, or Modi. You know, um, Who, actually, rank them. It's interesting. I number think, one being the worst. I think. There's a lot of similarities between the Likud We're party and We're talking you're going to live in the country right. that they're the king, um, king of. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go right, one step right, further. Right. Who's the best dictator? Yeah. Um, you had to pick one. Oh, man. I know. Wow. Yeah. That is really hard. I know. That is really hard. Well, that's why you Can play I, these games. Yeah, yeah I know. It's easy. We're getting fun. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Come on. It's going to be like the vote in November. You it's want me really to go? Hard. Um, yeah, you go first. I go in order of worst to best. Worst to best. I go Netanyahu, mm-hmm. Trump, and then your Indian and guy. Modi. I take Modi. I could probably get on board with that, which is Woo! which is kind of ter- really? which is kind of terrifying though. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying. Trump's in the middle. He he's kind like of Netanyahu a, he's wants a, to he, dis- like he, annihilate yeah like yeah. actually right people right, right. Trump he's, is just Trump has actually kind of talked about let's stop getting right. into wars. The, the thing with Trump is he's an unknown quantity, right? You know, yeah, we don't kind know of, yet. You, you don't really know. Netanyahu's got a he's got a long history. Um, he'd been prime minister a couple yeah, times. Yeah, um, and back during the first Clinton era, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I don't know. This guy, I, I hate that when he comes here, he gets such fanfare. Yeah. I just, I just, I just can't That's stand you're it. Indian. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess no one here even knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, Nobody no knows. Right. And we're like, Oh yeah. The Indian prime minister. You're like, aware of it. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, Oh, I don't hate India. So this guy must be okay. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but he's, you know, he's, he's very problematic. All right. Um, so let's see some, let's see some wings in honor uh, of your, both of your presidents being here okay. right now. Okay. It's kind of special. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Whatever you're doing to that wing, yeah, yeah. we can get on to. Right. I, like, <laughs> I'm eating every Honestly, bit off of it. I want to shoot you. Not like, I, like that's dangerous. What's I, going on? You know right what? Now. I literally really felt like a carnivore. Just you, look, <laughs> you look like, like a wild carnivore. animal yeah, exactly. just now. Honestly. Exactly. If yep. you would have been uh, squatting on the chair doing that, right. I would have been <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> what is it? What's it our left? We weird. have one topic left. We have one topic left. Wow. Okay. This is the best history lesson Chug, ever. Chugging along. Yeah. Chugging along. Go. Uh, Stanford rape case. Oh, boy. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, in January 2015, a star swimmer and uh, Olympic hopeful from Stanford University, Brock Turner, uh, attempted to rape a woman um, in an alley. Attempted um, or raped? Well, um, what did she say? Because that's what happened. Well, yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, he there's... There's rape is basically penetration, right? So it doesn't matter with what; it's just penetration. Okay. Um, so yes, that was that was um, the charge, right? right. And that's right. what that was the what she accused him of. Um, he w- faced up to 14 years in state prison. And by the way, so uh, two actually Stanford Swedish graduate students on bicycles, which is very apt because uh-huh. um, they're from <laughs> Sweden, um, were riding by and 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 saved and saved her. 
um, wow. and chased the guy and, you know, you know, brought him to justice, basically. They got so, him. Yeah. So he was facing 14 years and the mandatory, not the mandatory minimum, but the minimum with discretion, of course, uh, was two years for, right. for what he was charged with. Um, he ended up, they dropped the rape charge, um, the full rape charge, but he got um, three felonies, assault with uh, intent to commit rape of an intoxicated woman, um, uh, sexually penetrating an intoxicated person with a foreign object, um, and sexually penetrating an unconscious person with uh, uh, with a foreign object, unconscious and into- intoxicated. All right, prosecutors with a foreign asked, object. Yeah, all right, so what was the object? Um, I, it's the details. They I didn't don't say. Know. I think. Ugh. I mean, I heard hands, but then I also heard that he was getting a bottle or something like what? that. Yeah, there was just there's yeah oh. yeah. So so nasty stuff. Really bad. Right. The prosecutors asked for six years. All right. Yeah. Um, the judge uh, gave him six months and and not in a state prison, in a county prison. Right. Um, and he can it could be reduced for, to three for for good behavior. Wow. Um, and so there's been an outrage um, based on yeah. this on this ruling. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the sentence? It seems pretty light, man. Honestly, it seems to me like somebody called a favor of the judge. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think kid went to Stanford. Comes from a connected family. Okay. Somebody's like, I know somebody who knows a judge. That it really screams that, doesn't it? Seems Ju- like the judge like knew it and was a friend of a friend or something. The judge, well, there's all this speculation about the judge, right? So talk about background of the judge. Can he can he judge man. correctly, right? So um this guy Judge Aaron Persky is a Stanford alum and was Oof. the captain of the lacrosse team. So he was a star athlete as well. So he, he was um, and so there's speculation that based on his background, he gave a light sentence to, you know, a, a younger version of himself, right? Oh. Um, so um, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, well, he's a dirtbag too. I, I thought it all hung on three words, right? He said that giving a longer sentence would have a, quote, severe impact on him. Um, and I think that's just very telling, right? So on... It should have a severe impact. Well, here's the thing is that do other people deserve to have a severe impact? I mean, I mean, what is the point of right. incarceration? Right? It is, is, that, is, it, is it supposed to destroy the life of the person? Um, or is it supposed to be, I mean, I think technically, I mean, it's supposedly, supposed to be punishment. the argument is punishment, <laughs> repayment of debt society, and then rehabilitation, right? And as you go back out. Um, but what he's suggesting is that, you know, the actual punishments that we give destroy people. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to destroy this guy. Right, right, right. Right? So the normal punishment for this is the destruction of, of a person. Um, oh, my so God. I don't know. There's, there's So, by the way, a Stanford lawyer, um, uh, a law professor, she is leading the charge for a recall election mm-hmm. of this judge. Mm-hmm. Um, Recall election? Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, this is one of the states where you elect the judges. Um, so they're going to try to sort of take him out, right? Yeah. Um, and her rationale is that you know, there's all these statistics. Um, I want to give you actually a couple of statistics because I think I didn't know about these until I started looking into this, and they're pretty shocking. Um, but one is that rape sentences average when it's a, sort of a rape charge. Um, uh, 117 months, right? Which is about, you know, uh, yeah, 11 years, right? That's what they average. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's okay. what they average. And you only end up serving about five and a half of those, but right. still, that's the average. For a sexual assault, um, it's 72 months, um, and it's about 35 months actually served. So, yep. so about three years, right? 
Um, so that's the average, right, for for those charges, and he's yeah. getting six months yeah. knocked down to three in account a in the county jail. So that's a, it's a very very min- the the most minimal you can get basically right. without just probation or yep. something like that, right? Um, but the the bigger shocking statistic, and this is what they have statistics for between 1995 and 2013. I want to be very clear here. So between those years, yep. 31,000 students and 65,000 non-students have been victims of rape and sexual assault annually mm-hmm. on college campuses. Wow. All right, so it's a very specific statistic. It's, 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 it's 96,000 people a year. It's insane. Just on college campuses. Oh, my God. Uh, which uh, works out to 11 an hour. Wow. Yeah. And that's just what's reported. That's what they have stats for. I guess because we're guys, it's like, that's insane. Isn't that? No one ever tried to do that to us. Yeah, isn't that? I mean, it's, you know, it's overwhelming. But I, bet you, I bet you a lot of women won't be that shocked by that. I'm sure not. Because I bet you I'm sure not. most women that went to college probably were, were near or heard of, had a friend that, that they heard of that mm-hmm. something happened to. Mm-hmm. We're like, as a guy, we're like, whoa. Right. Because right. we're not rapists. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I just, that that is just a... That's a, a mind-boggling amount. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's ju- I mean, and rape and sexual assault is notoriously underreported. Yeah, right? people feel shame and they they don't want to sort of get into it. Um, it becomes yeah very much about you know what you were wearing and all that sort of kind of stuff. Um, so they don't want to deal with that, so they don't even report it. Right. So that's what they just have stats on. That's crazy. Right? Which is an eleven an hour. Um, so that's that's just shocking. So. So do you think the sentence should be longer? Do you yeah. think it should be? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be longer. Yeah. This is pretty crazy. I mean, this is what, this is a, like, we're doing a lot. Of, we're talking about a lot of stuff today mm-hmm. that's bad and unanimously most people agree, mm-hmm. right? Everyone pretty much agrees Trump's gone too far. Uh, with this, it's like everyone. There's not been a real argument on social media about this one. Everyone's kind of saying... Yeah, this is kind of bullshit. Well, one thing that came up was that um, uh, Do you see this guy, real? Brian Banks, yeah. this guy, this 16-year-old uh, black football player who was accused that. of I rape, um, given, I think he was given a 14, 15-year sentence, yeah. um, served five years and was exonerated, right? And so he served, and he served five years and he was exonerated. I know. And he came out and he was very angry about this light sentence that this guy got, yeah. right? Uh, this is this is sort of, you know, institution, is white privilege, right? You know, this is this is how it works. Um the counter to that is that do we want everybody having really harsh sentences, right? That the I call think- that the call for um, you know there's a lot of uh, the, the criminal defense lawyers um, have basically been arguing is that there's a you know we. We, we incarcerate more people than Stalin did. You know, he's come up, right? So there's, yeah. there's more people now in our jails than there were in the gulag yeah. at, at its height. Um, gulag. And, and so their argument is that that's because, particularly in state prosecutions, um, that they throw the book at everybody and they're they're no, you know, that's because they they're fucking very lock harsh. up a bunch of people on bullshit drug charges. That's why we're packed. It's, well, how much of that's there's marijuana? Some, there's, oh there's, my no, no, there, no. That's 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 certainly true. Um, but the notion, you know, we have we have a predilection in this country for the harshest forms of punishment, right? We yeah. talked we talked about the death penalty last week, right? So so that we we are particularly into punishment, right? yeah. Um, that I, well, I, I I I'll give you an example. So for instance, in Germany, for similarly 
terrible crimes, right? And rape, murder, things like that. If you look at German prisons, yeah. um, they're often made of glass. Um, prisoners wear street clothes. Um, they have tons of free time to walk around. It looks almost like a college campus, actually. And their, their argument is that taking away your freedom is the punishment, right? That, that just grabbing you and taking away your freedom, that's the punishment, and now the purpose is to get you back out in the world um, and rehabilitate you, so yeah. make you, you know, not to sort of destroy you as a person, and then because of overcrowding prison, then kick you out again, right? <laughs> and then you'll be back in a few months right. after you've done another terrible thing, right? Um, so that's, I think, that's the rationale of, of various criminal defense lawyers who are basically saying that, you know, do you do you want? You know, we talk about harsh sentencing for black people. Should that be the norm for everybody? Right? right. Shouldn't I mean? Is is that? You know that that's. Kind I think of for, I think, think it's about. specific to the crime. I think rapists and child molesters should, yeah, be treated should like rot. yeah should rot. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think child molesters should one hundred percent rot and not be rehabilitated. They should just rot. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Um, I think something like this, you know, I, I think that person could be rehabilitated. The guy's a rapist. Mm-hmm. I think you know. I think if he were to serve a proper sentence and maybe be counseled he could probably you have a shot mm-hmm. at coming out and being part of society but you know i mean you're not sorry for a rape after three months in county you know you're you're really happy that you come from a really rich family that got hooked up right but you know i think after maybe three years four years of sitting in a jail cell mm-hmm. maybe you won't rape again mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's. I, I have mean, no problem with drugs. Those people should be all let out. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with drugs. Uh, I'm kind of fifty fifty about stealing. I'm okay with. Ste- I'm okay with thieves, bank robbers and thieves. I'm kind of okay with. <laughs> I'm not one myself. Right, but right, right, right. You understand? As long as you not understand stealing the impulse. from me. Okay. I understand that some people like to steal. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm of two minds about this because you know if anybody did that to anybody I knew or loved, you know, I'd, I'd want revenge. Right. And yeah, I wouldn't do it myself, but I would hope the state would get their revenge, get the revenge for me. Right. Um, and three months in County does not sound, sound like revenge. Um, I could see you being that father that jumps the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Exactly. Um, but on the other hand, the whole notion that, by putting people in prison in the harshest conditions, American prisons are rough. You know, there's a lot of rough prisons around the world. American prisons are pretty violent, and everybody's really big and I tough. Saw Oz. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You've seen Oz. Right? Yeah, yeah, Oz. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I know. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty pretty. Shawshank Redemption. They're pretty, they're pretty tough places. Yeah. Um, the notion that if you go in there and you last three five years or whatever, yeah. um, and you're now you've paid your debt to society and you're okay to be just sort of thrust out again. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's a, it's a dangerous game. I mean, that's, that's why you have so much recidivism, right? That's why people end up, you go to prison, you're more likely to go back, right? Because prison can yeah, but, create um, more criminality. To, if you were to get rid of all the bullshit drug and all these, all these people that are in prison over nothing, we it wouldn't be as bad, and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But we're overcrowded with misdemeanor bullshit, 
drug charges. That's that is why our prison system is filled, not because of fucking rapists that were letting rot away. There was a bunch of um, American prison wardens that that did a tour of Scandinavia and, yeah. and German prisons, and they were. Just, I mean, and these guys are coming from like um, Tennessee, yeah. um, and I think another one was from Texas. And they were just in shock, you know, and they were like, this will, we'll never do this. No. Um, they think they found it sort of intellectually interesting, but they were like, yeah, this is we're not going to do this. So we need glass. Yeah. prisons. <laughs> Fine. I'm for them. Looking out. I've changed yes. it. Yeah. All right. We're out of time. OK, what, we're what, out of time. What are we looking for? OK, so um, I think in the coming week, um, you set me up with that last one. Uh, you knew where I was going to go uh, and you hel- you didn't, didn't make it part of what, your whole entire lesson. You didn't once say. And by the way. Uh, statistics show that this system actually worked. You waited because you baited me, and then you turned on me. No, no, I just gee, you know, I gave you Didn't another he? option, right? Gee. I gave you another option. He waited right? until I went you, nuts because it works. In, I think he's subtle with the alley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen, because it works. I'm not saying because it, it works in one country doesn't mean it's going to work in the next, right? Yeah. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's a different approach. It's a, I know it's a, it's a different philosophy. I'm on to you, right? Prakash. Philosophy. All right, what are we looking um, okay, out for? Okay, so I think just in in the next week, two weeks from now, there will be, or two and a half weeks, there will be the Brexit thing that's going to be voted on, which is which is big, um, if you remember that. I um, but I just want to see what Bernie is going to say in the next week. Yeah. Because right now, his supporters are apparently, the vocal minority of them, not a lot of them, but the vocal minority of them are like raging. Yeah. Um, and they've been like death threats to, to reporters and stuff Allegedly. like that. No, I mean, I think I mean, it's, 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 it's true. I mean, I, I don't think it's made up. Um, you know, I don't think that people make that up. Um, but <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't they think might. so. I mean, there's, I don't think there's really a sort of agenda behind that. It's like, it's just, you know, it's, you know, disavow those people. Um, but um, I want to see what he actually says because we're going to be in that window when, if we go back to 2008, and within a week Hillary Clinton conceded and actually gave a very generous speech to President Obama, or then then Senator Obama, um, and basically he said, you know, all my supporters have to unify, and I'm 100 percent behind him, and we we're yeah. much more alike than uh, than different, and therefore you know everybody rally around Obama, right, right, right. right? And that was after a very also nasty known as campaign, bullshit, bullshit, right? well, bullshit, but, but, bullshit. Okay, but you know that that was done. We get it. Will Bernie do that in the week? Yeah, that's, that's 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 what I'm. I think so. Thinking about. I think he's going to do it. You? Okay. What's your call? Uh, I don't think so. Fair enough. Okay. We'll fight about it next week. Okay. Uh, no politics is produced by G. Baderine. I think we should uh, finish that wing. Okay. We'll fight over <laughs> it. <laughs> See you next week. Hold up. 